I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. This is Aresh Shirali from Mint, and I'm here to introduce you to our latest podcast, Mint Views Daily Dispatch. I have with me my colleagues Anant Vijay Kala, Srija Kundu, Srijay Sinha, and Rohit Ranjan. The idea is to offer you insights on the latest issues that catch our attention every day. Welcome to Mint Views. Today we are going to talk about the sad and shocking communal flare-up in the city of Delhi. The death toll, last counted, is 20 people dead. Tension has been building up before the elections of Delhi, in the run-up to the elections and even after that, over the Citizenship Amendment Bill, largely, and the big question of whether or not citizenship should have anything to do with religion whatsoever. Tensions, of course, have come to a boil. We have seen violence. It is sad. It's unfortunate. The role of the police, in particular, has been brought into question. Have they acted neutrally? Have they actually adhered to the constitutional principles that they should treat everybody equally? The Chief Minister of Delhi, Arvind Kejriwal, seems to think that they have absolutely failed. He's saying the army needs to be called in. What we're going to ask today and throw to the panel is whether or not the army now needs to be brought in to bring the situation in Delhi under control. So, let's begin. Uh, Shrijay, what do you think about this? Uh, Arish, I agree that the situation is really unfortunate in what has, what has been happening over the past uh, couple of days. Uh, at a time when, when uh, US President Donald Trump was vis visiting India, and such kind of communal, communal tensions, many would say, has not been seen uh, on the streets of Delhi since 1984 riots. For a communal conflagration to, to, to go on for, for three days actually uh, says a lot about the role of Delhi police. It shows that it has failed utterly and that is why the army needs to be called in because army, for all you know, is, one, is among the few institutions that is regarded uh, in, in high esteem and it is held to be neutral and army should be called in actually to restore normalcy and calm in the city. Do you agree with that, Shrija? I think um, it's, uh, there's definitely some merit to the argument that the police forces are ill-equipped as we have seen with the, you know, the spurt in violence that has been happening. But under, uh, I, I would defer in the sense that the army uh, calling the army should be actually the last resort, which in this case, Kejriwal's administration has, you know, sort of uh, placed it. But, uh, you know, when you call in the army uh, or the men in the uniform, they have a 
they have a well-cut of tasks, they have their duties defending the borders. So the matters related to internal security or internal affairs is, is very much localized and it also requires, uh, you know, very specialized knowledge that actually, you know, which the police forces are capable of or they are in possession of that knowledge. So the police in that sense are more attuned to deal with uh, the specificities of the violence in the region rather than the armed forces who have a more broad base, have a more national view of things. And also the other uh, angle that I would like to point out is the armed forces, you know, when you constantly bring in armed forces to handle uh, matters which are complete, which are supposed to be, uh, you know, the domain of uh, the current dispensation or the, um, the, the police in that sense, that also stretches the armed forces budget and also hampers uh, the training which, uh, you know, goes on um, in, uh, when, they, are, uh, when they, they do a lot of training on the conventional warfare. So it also hampers with the day-to-day -day operations. It's not actually feasible but, to but This is an in. emergency situation. People are dying on right. the streets and we also have the problem of the police ending up in some cases as participants in the violence and that's another kind of problem. Uh, Anant, what do you think about this? I think I tend to agree slightly with what Srija is saying that, uh, you know, agreed, there's no arguing that this is indeed a very sensitive situation, we need to bring things under control. But I think bringing the army may not be the best solution, it may end up uh, flaring up the tempers further and uh, the police also I think we prey on them very easily. We tend to, uh, you know, blame them for everything that happens. And we don't uh, usually introspect the way we are behaving as society, as politicians. You see the role of so many people like Kapil Mishra, so many people on the opposition side who've been uh, making inflammatory statements, uh, be it the Asaduddin Oasis of the world and others. So they don't seem to be introspecting what exactly they are doing and how they are contributing to this flare-up. For 63 days, there is an argument that for 63 days or even more, there were protests going on. Were they not actually fueling this kind of a situation? They were ultimately, ultimately that has created a situation where you can also, the other side would argue that the uh, trigger was Kapil Mishra's statement about, uh, you know, uh, taking on such uh, protesters aggressively. So I think it's very easy to blame the police, but they are also doing a very tough job. They are in a very difficult situation and uh, we should not always be blaming them for what is happening in our society. Well, the larger context very clearly is the tinderbox that India has ended up in thanks to the question, the fundamental question of what it means to be Indian. Does it have religion to do with it or is it neutral? in a religious sense. Uh, in that sense, I think uh, we need to stop specifically blaming people in this situation, but introspect, like you said, and try to figure out how we reached here, what is wrong, that we're actually witnessing people uh, going to the extent of killing each other on the streets. Uh, and it needs to be stopped. I would think that the army perhaps needs to be called in at a juncture now because if in three days, as Srija pointed out, we cannot bring the situation under control, something needs to be done quickly before this flares up and goes even further. And it must certainly not spread. Thank you. That will be all for today. Tune in tomorrow to get your dose on Mint's editorial discussions. If you have recommendations or any issue that you would like us to discuss, please send in your suggestions to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. For more on Mint views, you can follow us on Twitter at Shrija Kundu. 
This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.